Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I am bringing you today's word for September 11, 2019. So before I get into the message, I just want to say that we will never forget. Today is September 11th. I was in uniform on September 11, 2001. So was my wife. I was at Fort Hood, Texas. I remember exactly what happened. I'm from, from New York. And so let's never forget what happened. Let's continue to pray for the family members that are still being impacted by what happened on that day. And then pray for a hedge of protection around about uh, our service members who are deployed in defense of this great nation. All right, so I'm teaching a series entitled Grace and Truth. This is a brand new series. This is part three today. And so today I want to talk about grace. I'm teaching on grace, but learning grace from the life of Jesus. Jesus is the greatest example that we have. Jesus was um, humanity synchronized with divinity, right? Jesus was a human conduit of the divine. He is the example that we should all strive after. And so if you take a close look at the life of Jesus, you will see the grace of God. And we'll talk about that today. So I'm going to just jump straight into it. What does this mean to you today? I have five things to share with you this morning as it relates to the life of Jesus and how we can learn grace from it. You ready? Five things. Here we go. Number one, Jesus studied the word, but he did so looking at the word through the lens of grace. So when you study the word of God, you should not do so to use the word of God as a weapon, right? Because I know people that basically study the word to then use the word to beat it over the head of other people and use the word to like justify themselves and also condemn other people. And that's not, that's not how Jesus approached the word. And that's not how we're supposed to approach the word either. Jesus was a Jew. He understood that at that time he was under the law, but he was more spirit led than law governed. And John tells us that Jesus in John 1 and 14 and John 1 and 17, John said that Jesus was full of grace and truth. He knew the truth, but he was also full of God's grace. He knew the truth. He knew the word of God. I mean, he was the word personified, but he was also full of grace. He didn't study the word of God in order to point out faults in other people or to feel better about himself. No, he studied the word of God so that he could live a life of grace. And this is what made Jesus different from the Pharisees, from the Sadducees, and from many religious people today. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, and I know, unfortunately, some people that still live like this today, but they read the word and then they walk away from the word feeling worthy and righteous and somewhat indignant towards other people who are not as outwardly righteous as they are. And so Jesus teaches us that when we study the word of God, we should not walk away from the word of God. We should not walk away from from the Bible with an understanding that we're right and other people are, are wrong. We should walk away from the word of God with an understanding that none of us could be righteous outside of God's grace. None of us could be righteous. None of us could be right if it were not for the love of God and the grace of God extended towards us through Christ Jesus. Number two, Jesus was a grace man. If When you study his ministry, you're going to see grace all through it. When presented, I'll give you an example. When presented, with a woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. Jesus was then caught between two you know, situations. So they, the, the crowd brings this woman to Jesus, and now he's like caught between the woman and the crowd. And, and on the one hand, you have the woman who is clearly guilty. Uh, and then you have the crowd who is acting like an angry mob of supposedly righteous people, right? And so Jesus did not see two groups like the Pharisees saw two groups, the Fa this is what the Pharisees saw. They approached it like, okay, well, there's two groups here, Jesus. There's a righteous group, which is us, right? And there's, there's an unrighteous group, which is just singular, this lady. 
and what Jesus saw, yeah, he saw two groups, but he saw it differently. Jesus saw a lady who was unworthy and who knew she was unworthy. And then Jesus saw a group of people who were unworthy, but who had somehow convinced themselves that they were worthy. <laughs> and so this latter group was fueled by the Pharisees. And unfortunately, this mistake is actually made over and over again. And it's still made, it was made in scripture and is made today in modern times, where it's not that I'm right and you're wrong. The, the God, that's not the gospel. The gospel is we're all wrong. The gospel is none of us could be righteous outside of Jesus. None of us are good enough outside of the grace of God. And so, so when you walk away from the word, you should not look down on anyone else. You should not be condemning or uh, derogatory or indignant towards others. No, you should walk away from the word of God saying, thank you, Lord, because if it were not for your grace, I would be nothing. And so how could I look down on someone else? Number three, let me just say this though. Grace is easier said than done. So let me, let me bring it into modern times. <clears throat> would Jesus, question, would Jesus protest uh, a LG, uh, LGBTQ, uh, a gay parade today? Would Jesus be out there with a protest sign saying, you guys are going to hell? <laughs> would Jesus do that? Of course not. Would Jesus be outside of an abortion clinic with signs telling young girls, you're a murderer? No, of course not. Now, I'm not saying, now you may be saying, whoa, 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 hold on for a minute, Rick. Are you saying that you support homosexuality? Are you saying that you support abortion? Of course not. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is that people who are, you know, struggling with their sexuality or maybe even have convinced themselves that this is right or others that that um, are going down the road of abortion, they are no better they are no less than us and no better than us. And we are no less than them and no better than them. Our sin is no smaller than their sin. Sin is sin at the end of the day. And so we all sin and we are all unrighteous outside of Jesus. So my point is that you will never reach someone by, by sticking your finger in their face. Jesus hated the sin, but he loved the sinner. So we preach that today, but it's much easier preached than practiced, right? It's it, it, this is easier to preach than it is to practice. As a believer, we, we have to practice this thing. We can't just say it. We have to live it. Number four, grace was at the heart of Jesus's ministry. It was. Jesus cared more about, let me, let me give you some more examples. Jesus cared more about the heart of a prostitute than her practices. And because he cared about the prostitute and he loved her despite her, her activity, then she walked away from prostitution. Jesus cared more about the heart of this adulterous woman than about her promiscuous ways. And because Jesus loved her and he cared for her, then she was forgiven. And then he said, now go and sin no more. But he loved her first. In Jesus's day, watch this, divorces were initiated by men, not by women. And so Jesus met a woman who had been dumped five times, who had been divorced five times. And she was shacking up with man number six. And Jesus didn't talk about her loose living. Jesus gave her living water and she became the first 
missionary. She became the first evangelist. She be, she started a revival. She preached the gospel. She went out and told everyone everywhere, come see about a man that told me about myself. She preached the gospel of the Messiah. Je this woman was the first person that Jesus revealed himself to as the Messiah. And she went out and she preached the Messiah. The Messiah is here. Listen, I met the man and she started a revival. And today we would say that she's unqualified to preach. Why? As if we are qualified to preach. Listen, let's stop looking down on other people. Jesus lived a life of grace and we're supposed to live the same. Number five, and finally, Jesus is your example. So if you want to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to him. Take the time to compare yourself to Jesus. Don't compare yourself to other people because we are all flawed. And this is what happens when you compare yourself to other people. Either you're going to compare yourself to somebody that's great. And then you're like, oh man, I'm all messed up. And you walk away with low self-esteem. Or you're going to compare yourself to someone who's not so great, who you think that you're better than, and then you're going to walk away from that thinking, hmm, I'm good. I'm self-righteous. So no, those comparisons are, are, are not productive. If you want to compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to Jesus. Every time you compare yourself to Jesus, you will see where you're not walking in love, where 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 you are and where you're not, where, where, where you are lining up with God and, and you are living the life and you are as Jesus is, so am I in this world. And you're also going to see some areas where you're not so that you're like, oh man, I still have a lot of growing to do. I still have a lot of issues. I still have, a, by the grace of God, I'm going to overcome these things, but I'm not going to look down on anybody because Jesus is not looking down on me. The word Christian means like Christ. If we're going to be like anybody, we're supposed to be like Jesus. You and I are supposed to be walking, talking examples of what Jesus was like in this world. Jesus was the human conduit of the divine. Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus was the incarnation of God. And you and I are supposed to be the continuation of his incarnation. We're supposed to show this world what Jesus is like. Jesus lived his life by faith, but he extended the grace of God towards everybody. We're supposed to do the same thing. You and I were called to live by faith and we're supposed to extend grace. This is how we're supposed to live. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice now and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for this word. So I make time to consider and reflect on your grace. In the life of Jesus, I see an example of how I'm supposed to live. Jesus was full of grace and truth. Now, I must admit that I've been more full of truth than grace. I thank you for your word, and I am committed to studying it all the days of my life. But the goal of me studying your word is for my learning to turn into living. So I will walk in love all the days of my life. I will do what I read. I am a conduit of your grace. So use me, Father, today to touch someone with your grace, your mercy, your kindness, and your goodness. I declare that they're going to walk away from me having come in contact with you. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, think about the grace of God. As you walk away from this video, as you walk into this day, just take some time to think about how Jesus lived, how he treated people, how he extended grace, and then think about you and are you doing that? Are you looking down on others? 
or you extending to them the same grace that God extends to you. I love you and God loves you. Walk into this day full of grace and truth. And then do me a favor before you leave the screen, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. God bless you. Have an amazing day.